When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Michael, and real quick, up front, before you listen to the new episode with Kat Burns, who is amazing, you are going to love her. Um, Correction, I say multiple times in this episode that the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend finale is April 4th. It is not. It is actually Friday, April 5th. So, mark your calendars for Friday, April 5th. I'm an idiot. Enjoy the show. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> Don't step on daddy's fresh and clean. <laughs> I was thinking more as a hip hop song, but oh, I like, I'm, he I'm, takes it all to doo wop every yeah. time. Doo wop, It's a little doo wop so in a little country. So clean, clean. Right, right. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the podcast where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our super producer, Riley Bray. Um, our guest today is an actor and Emmy Award winning choreographer what? who has appeared on great shows like Another Period, Wet Hot American Summer, First Day of Camp, Children's Hospital, Key and Peel, and spent the past few years choreographing every dance number for Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Most recently, the Yes, It's Really Us singing the Crazy Ex Girlfriend live in concert special, which airs April 4th. On the CW, my legs are destroyed because of her. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you all Catherine Burns. Yes. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Hi, y'all. Thanks I for call you Cat, but I guess you're Catherine. No, I actually have a real issue with this. So if the internet folk want to weigh in, I feel like Cat Burns is like a cooler person than it I is. am. Cat Burns. And when people are like, hey, Cat, I'm like, uh, hey, Catherine. Hi, I'm Catherine. Right. And then like all my like, hashtag Cat Burns choreo. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is that cool person? Cat Burns. <laughs> is way cool. Cat Burns is cool. I, You're yeah. cool. I don't feel comfortable saying, hey, Cat Burns. Call me, call me Cat. Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat People Burns. People do call me Kitty Cat. Really? Meow, meow. Yeah, and then also we've just established this thing. We just, instead of using actual words, we just say meow. Meow, meow. meow. And that means, hi, how are you? And they'll like meow, meow back. And then depending on the meows, you know how they're feeling. <laughs> Should we do the rest of the episode? Yeah. And meow? I think meow, meow. So. Yeah. That's meow. like mostly spearheaded by Gabrielle Ruiz, who's yes. been on this show. That's my favorite thing is when she's just like, sometimes she and Pete will just sing Meow Meow instead of lyrics to songs as well. <laughs> I mean, there Aww. was a song called A Fuck Ton of Cats. And then they, they, they did Dance Like Cats, and then there were Puppet Cats, and then, you know, a lot of us have cats, and so, yeah. Oh. Yeah, meow. Um, yeah, <laughs> we just spent to the last, like, I just spent the last two weeks, we, we spent more time together as a crew in the past two weeks than I've spent with most people in the past, like, two years, yeah, I feel 100%. like. Yeah, 100%. It was like theater stay away camp. Wow. We I don't just know why I said stay away, because those are opposite things. No, I stayed <laughs> no, yeah, stay away like at that. theater camp. Broadway at Baker. Why don't you just call it away camp? 
Stay away. away. I guess because you stay, stay away. away from me, camp. <laughs> it comes from a parent's perspective. Stay away from us. Go to camp. You say away camp versus stay camp. Stay camp obviously means day you're at camp. home. Day camp. I don't think there is such a thing as stay camp. Well, there should be. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot stay camp. Bigfoot like stay. Oh, yeah. I love Bigfoot. Bigfoot stay. <laughs> stay. We want to talk to you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I'm tired. Me too. You killed us. I well, I tried to in a kind way. I mean, we had to put up. Was it 21 songs or 15 songs? Whatever. 15 songs in uh, basically three days. Wow. So I don't... we only had two hours to teach it, and then we ran it, and then there was like, we were in the theater for two days, and then there was like a live show. It was nuts. Yeah, two live shows. But, you know, everybody was ensemble. So versus like actor brain where you like have, and I was actually noticing once we got to the theater and there was lighting <laughs> and stuff, I was like, oh, they're not used to like having to stand in for their own lighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like everybody was like talking and like moving around, and they were like, every now and then, I was like, to the director. I was like, Marty, just use the God mic and have them be still if you need them because they're not used to this kind of flow. They have actor brain. (laughs) They have actor brain. (laughs) We're spoiled. Well, it's different because like ensemble dancers will like literally stand at attention in silence for eight hours a day. No, thank you. (laughs) First of all, there's no way our cast could ever fucking do that. But you guys did it. We're the chattiest. But y'all did it. Everybody was such ensemble brain and every now and then I would say, sorry kids, drill team feet. And that meant like they had to stand with their feet together so I could work on formations and- Luckily, we had a short shorthand like meow meow, um, you know, to, to be like we're in this together. And it was really, it, it, I've, I, it, like, it was very tiring, but it was also very, very fun. That yeah. was that was really, really special. A couple weeks, real, for sure. it was a real special special. Yeah, uh-huh. and I Seriously. hear a lot's getting cut down. I know because... there was yeah, there was like a ninety minute show, <laughs> and uh, you know, at one point like on on Saturday, they're like, you know, just just go off the rails, and everybody did, and it was so funny. <laughs> But, but then, what do you what do you cut? You know, I we know. tried. Um, but uh, yeah. But obviously not the toothbrush dancing. No spoilers. No. But Michael does a really amazing. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know that Michael's a really amazing dancer. Oh no. really? He oh, really we'll is. His moves are very fluid, Ooh. and like you just feel the joy <laughs> when you watch him dance. I'm not kidding. Don't joy. laugh at me. I love that. I like Fosse. Uh, you, this, this Michael is a, feel the joy McMillan. Yeah. <laughs> the waterfall. They're called waterfall hands. Waterfall when it's hands. Like, T-Rex arms. They're also kind of T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah, but they're a little bit lower. But yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's real dance terms. I I'm sorry, I apologize. It's because you like it. It's because it's joyful. Do. You're doing do. it right now. Yeah, yeah, look at you. She's like, look, at, like, every now and I, I do it a lot. But yeah. Well, once again, Bryce bringing the political incorrectness <laughs> into oh, the show. Come on. Now you know that now she can just call it waterfall hands. Yeah, yeah, waterfall. Be, be like, babe, okay. this is called. Wa- it's 2019. These are waterfall. <laughs> hands. These are waterfall hands. They've been waterfall <laughs> since the 70s. Jeez, you're right. Okay, I'll let her know. Um, but I, I watched Apple Man last night finally. Oh, and some of your God. follow along choreography actually made the cut. I Did know, you know I saw this? that yes. in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> Can I do a thing where we like to mirror each other dancing? And I had this number on a recent episode where my character Tim was performing in a musical theater play, and I had a song called Apple Man. And Kat stood I'm the up. Apple Man. And we, and, and gets like a really dumb 1930s musical theater song. And Kat, I'm dressed like a like a hobo with a. Um, a hobo that I was it a merkin. Really... What is it called? The, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. A, a No, no, no. Merkin covers. Merkin is. Merkin is a fake bush, like oh. fake pubic hair that covers your uh, okay. real right. private. That's, that's an actual thing. Uh, 
It's a bindle. So I have like a bindle and an apple anyway. What uh, but she was out term. dancing in the audience and I was mirroring her. And one of them got, <laughs> one of them got in there. <laughs> well, because y'all aren't laughing like we are. The thing, mirroring is very hard. So you have to do something as the person is doing it as, after, as if you're watching them yourself in the mirror. <laughs> so you have to move as quickly with them. I'm just reminded of like my son's like uh, concerts at at, the, at a school. There's always the music teacher who's like exactly doing the dance and yes. you know right in front of them. Yeah. Exactly, that's, that's it. It's like favorite. that for adults. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Well, we could talk about dance all day, but this is a Bigfoot podcast. Uh, Bigfoot can probably dance. Oh, I hope so. Hashtag cat burns. Um, <laughs> what, if any, is your personal paranormal history? Oh, gosh, y'all. Okay, so I had to, like, really think about it before coming here. I'm really scared of things. <laughs> <laughs> like good. this question. Oh, kind of everything. Um, I think, like, like there's, there's the sixth sense or whatever, and I think pe- that people that are open to it, then they get more paranormal activity, and I've closed myself off real hard. Um, like, I, as a little kid, <laughs> do you remember Three Men and a Little Lady? Yes. That movie? Yeah, with the and, ghost in the movie. Yes. That's Three Men and a Baby. Sorry. Three Men and a Ghost baby. Boy. You're correct. Three right. Men and a Baby. Oh God, I haven't thought about the ghost boy in a long time. Yes, so I watched that, and I was like in, I don't know, middle school or younger or something. And I'll, uh, so I'll just, for our listeners who haven't seen it, there's a scene with Ted Danson and I, for Olivia, is it Dukakis? Is Olivia Dukakis in that film? Anyway, I can't remember who plays his mom, but they're like crossing the frame. They're crossing an apartment in the background. You can see what looks like a boy standing in the window. Mm. And the rumors were at the time that it was the ghost of a boy who fell out of the building they were shooting in was probably a soundstage first of all right. um and then the rumor is it was a cutout of ted danson that was like set there uh set aside and got in the shot mm. but there were but everyone thought there'd been a ghost boycott on film three men and right. a baby so so we'd heard this rumor and i watched it as a little kid or whatever prepubescent whatever and i couldn't sleep for a week <laughs> <laughs> and that's like not even a scary movie <laughs> right, you know what i right. mean and so like scary enough i, I sp- mean i i literally could not sleep for a week i was so scared what were you thinking was gonna happen i don't know i just like it, i just was i i thought ghosts would all of a sudden start coming vis- to visit me yeah. i don't know um i was like i've let myself in to see ghosts and now i see ghosts and now they're just gonna appear um and then like with like uh, you know freddy krueger was big in the yep, yep. late 80s 90s and i remember i watched that and i couldn't shower for a week because yeah. of the shower scene oh, yeah. with the, like him come right he was coming his call yep, came yep, through the yep, shower yep, or something. Yep, in the bathtub too so to counter that um i'm not really into param i guess this is paranormal but i was raised catholic and you know you talk to you talk to saints a lot mm-hmm. as part of your practice and stuff and um i believe in spirits and like angel guides and like signs and things that are kismet Gotcha. So, uh, Who was your favorite cool. saint to to ring up? When I you mean, were a kid? I didn't really. I just did my rosaries. Mm-hmm. So you just. I. I mean, I just. I just remember being feeling guilty for everything. <laughs> what right. is a ro- what is a rosary supposed to do? I was raised Presbyterian. Like, what is the power of the rosary? I've never really gotten it. Um. So you just say it. you say your different prayers. You say the um our Father and the Hail Marys, and they're like it's kind of repetitive. It's it's kind of like a mantra, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And every bead stands for a different prayer. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's actually kind of meditative and lovely. That my sounds... grandmother used to do it every night before going to bed. Oh, and they okay. have hers by my bed. Why are they called rosaries? Do we know? I don't know. I was a bad Catholic. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> you really do have that Sorry. Catholic guilt. <laughs> 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 you terrible Catholic, you. 
<laughs> so did you th- believe in hell and the devil and all that stuff? Uh, e- Was that big in your house? I mean, yes and no. Like, uh, we were kind of the kind of Catholics that didn't talk about it too much. Like, you went and you did your due diligence and mm-hmm. you were kind. And my my mom was, like, more be kind rather than, like, be right. what your denomination tells you to do. Um, I remember in high school, one kid was like, you're Catholic. Do you believe in purgatory? And I was like, please hold. <laughs> to my dad. <laughs> I was like, dad, what's purgatory? He was like, you know, the place you go in between heaven and hell. And when you're trying to decide, it's and like I was a waiting like, room. Yeah, the waiting room. I'm like, do we believe in that? You know, he's like, no. I was like, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> so you know, it took a little bit later to like. And I'm also the youngest of four, so it was always like, go here, do this, don't watch that. So it took a little bit of time for me to figure out what my beliefs and everything were. Whoa. And have they changed much from Catholicism, or are you? Still- yeah, I, I don't practice Catholicism anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I like go for hikes and find spirituality in trees. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. That to me feels like the most centered and connected to God. Even though that's pagan. No, I know I'm a pagan. <laughs> I know it is. I, I did research. I was like, I guess I'm pagan well, now. You, I don't know. Catholics are kind of pagan, to yeah, be honest. Well, like you you pray to different saints. Mm-hmm. You have you pray to Jesus, you pray to God, you pray to the Virgin Mary. Like that's pretty pagan. You've got multiple deities there that you're right. it's a lot of incense involved. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> beads. Yeah. A lot of beads. I love Apollo Santo. Oh, me too. <laughs> it's one of my faves. Um yeah, it's a, that's always fascinated me about how it's it's sort of like you can see why Catholicism took over Rome, you know, which was you know obviously a pagan culture, because it's like oh if we just overlap all the gods on Olympus with like all the different saints, yeah, they and, amalgamated a lot of yeah things. yeah yeah Egyptian yeah it mysticism makes, makes and, sense it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So when you say spiritualism, are you do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in an afterlife? What do you think? Um, you know, I I don't know. I, I believe in spirits. I believe in like angel guides. I think people have other have other entities, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, around them. Um, but I, I mean, I have I have a story from my mom. Oh, my great. mom actually is like more of more of the um, follower of spirit guides. Oh, than I cool. Am. Well, we when we were talking about you coming on the show, I said if you're having trouble finding something, ask your mom. Yeah. Because the thing that we've learned is moms always have a ghost story. <laughs> like moms always. There's just, this is why I, I, we, we were talking about this. I think last year it's like when you go home for Thanksgiving, that's when you can get all your good ghost stories. Yeah, so if you think true. you don't have one, talk to your mom. I also moms appreciate that one. it had to be at Thanksgiving and not. Just like a phone call. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Mom, I have a really wait important thing to talk to you about. I wanted to wait to see you in person, but um, like, she's like, yes. Do you have a ghost story? <laughs> oh, God, yes. I have many. Which one do you want? Um, so but, what what what's what your mom? Well, I'll make the long story tolerable if, if possible. So, so long story short, my mom was an only child. Her father left before she was even born. I, th- I think when my grandmother was pregnant. And so her whole life, like, you know, she like longed for this big family and she was, you know, sent to boarding school when my mom was finished or her grandmother was finishing my grandmother. She was she was sent to board. You all edit this, right? I'm just kidding. She we was can. sent to board. No, it's fine. I don't care. Um, I'm a choreographer. Uh, words are great. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was sent to boarding school. Like my grandmother was off uh, being a nurse and like getting her degree and everything. And so, anyways, uh, she never really asked about her father to my to to my grandmother because she was very strict. And then when my grandmother had dementia, my mom was like, "Well, let's start digging deep and seeing who my father is." So she's like in her sixties at this point. And so she started seeing spirit guides, like there's this angel guide. And uh, I've I've actually been to her a few times, and it's pretty trippy. They like tell you who your angel guides are, and everybody, I guess, communicates through um, 
Archangel Michael. Mm. And it's they, a good they, one to talk to. Yeah, and I guess the dead people always come up on your left side or something. I've heard stuff. Yeah, I've heard this stuff. Now, this is all in Texas. This is, yeah, this is in Texas. Where so, you grew up. Mm. Yeah, I grew up in Texas. So as opposed to seeing ghosts, it's like you're talking to your spirits. You yeah. Know? Wow. <laughs> you're talking yeah. to your angel gods. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Not yeah. like dead angel people gods. are following you. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's I not just, a ghost. It's uh, an angel god. I was just reading, uh, I have this book called The Afterlife Bible. I forget who the author is, but it, it, it talks about guardian angels and how to like uh, summon them, I guess, for more or less. I was going to try that experiment last week. I'll have to get back I to you on that. I wish you would. Yeah. I think you yeah. can call Linda. Report yeah, back. I would love to get her name. That I sounds think she's, interesting. I think you can talk to her online. Every yeah. woman named Linda in Texas talks to angel guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. Facts. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, my mom was trying to figure out all she knew about her father was his first and last name. And uh, anyways, so the angel guide summoned him. And he was there and and he was like, well, she's not going to like what she's going to hear. I wasn't a very nice man. <gasps> and the angel guide said they were, they were she was born in Mississippi and um, your mom. Correct. And we were in Texas at the time. And uh, he died in Georgia, which was new information. Mm-hmm. And so my mom then called the state of Georgia and got the death records of my no way yeah so the angel guide who spoke you know she just was in in for a session and because of this information she got his death certificate and she was able to prove Whoa. that she was his daughter and come to find out he, she was the uh middle of nine kids oh my gosh so her whole entire life she was like yearning for this family and come to find out he wasn't a very nice man like he said and he like had he was a total bigamist and had like she thinks up to like she's since done all this research has met her sisters half brothers he was a con man with multiple families yes Wow. Like maybe twelve wives or something. <gasps> what? Whoa! I all know. separate, How separate secret uh, families. Well, she thinks at least six. No sleep. Like, like of the nine siblings that she knows of, that she's the middle of, those were from six different women. Wow! I know, nuts, right? And were it just... any sister wives, or was it all? Oh no, I don't think so. Okay, it was all secret <laughs> families or different. Uh, well, she thinks so. He would always, um, because he was addric- addicted to little yellow pills, which is amphetamines at the time, right? Like in the sixties, seventies. Sure, the little, yeah, they call I think the little, yellows are uppers. Yeah. I, I have no experience. <laughs> At the time, it was like those little yellow pills. But Riley, you're supposed to be our drug expert. Gosh. <laughs> you're good for nothing. What are, you, what are you doing that fucking band all the time, man? <laughs> Play music. <laughs> <sighs> Focus on the wrong shit. <laughs> uh, so he takes the little yellow pills. Well, yeah, so, so I guess... so. Anyways, my mom's talked since to all of her half brothers and sisters, and he was quite abusive and an alcoholic, and and like I said, a, a bigamist, and uh, so that's exciting. So, um, so the thing that she thought she wanted her whole life was the thing that made her a really well-adjusted human in the world. So, like, we when in, in her, you know, literally her whole entire life, she felt like she was missing out on the essential parts of being a kid and having a family, yeah. and and. She then created her own family. Like I said, I'm the youngest of four, and she have eight. She has eight grandkids, and my father is a really good stand-up man. And had she had her father in her life, which she so desperately yearned for her, her whole entire life yeah. until her 60s, she would have been a completely different person. Wow. You know, she would have been untrusting. She wouldn't have been able to trust. Anyways, um, it just was a really hmm. interesting lesson that, like, we don't really know, like, what isn't given to us is for a reason. And I just really believe in that. Like, I don't like the question, like, what if or what did you miss out on or right? Like, what's like not that. what's not meant for me isn't meant for me, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes it's the things that you don't have that you miss out on that you really wish you had that are actually making you 
better. And I personally believe that like I have strong angel guides and I have strong angels and spirits around me that when things don't work out, it was for a bigger reason. And I trust their secret spidey power. I love that. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I think do some of that. You just but again, you you have to come to grips with the fact that those angel guides are really ghosts. Oh no, I don't <laughs> want <laughs> But they're my friends. Yeah, <laughs> they have wings, Michael, with feathers. They're angels. Do they have wings, or are they rays of light that are projecting out? Well, I will say this angel guide. So I talked to my mom about it just recently, and she was like, "Well, so sometimes there are entities that can attach to you if you're sick or if you go through the airport." Go! Whoa! Wait, what? Wait, uh, two options: if you're sick or you go through the airport. A lot I don't know. of demons at the airport. I guess there's a lot of like entities trying to like that haven't gone into the light yet that are like hanging out of the airport, traveling the Tra- Denver the, airport. They're because on standby. You know about right, that one, right? No, what about the Denver airport? Oh, there's y'all, an y'all un- underground base. Yeah, underground reptilian base at the Denver airport. Like reptiles? Yeah, uh, shape shifting sure. reptilian, draconian alien reptiles. What? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that up. later. Oh, God. Wait, so you're going? I love that. Those are the whether you're if you're sick or going through the airport. <laughs> Watch for demons. Oh, Linda, I'm never gonna. I'm flying out in a couple of weeks. So I'm gonna be like, Ugh. You, I, I guess there's like little prayers and stuff you can say. I like that they're prayers and not spells. You know, yeah. I think it. Yeah. I, I think exactly. it's like comparable to religion, it right? Is. Yes. It's like denomination. It's like you're sacrilegious if you're playing, if like like pagan versus Catholic. Right. Like it's the same thing. Exactly. It's either angels or ghosts, yeah. depending yeah. on. Well, you know, that's how all the airplanes fly. It's just angels carrying. <laughs> it just takes a lot of air, a <laughs> a angel lot wings, to angel power carry that to get heavy that metal plane. Up through the ether. Um, <laughs> Wait. So, what is the what are the prayers you can say at the airport to make the entities not? Well, I don't attached know. To Probably you. like, dear God, protect me from the scary people. <laughs> Amen. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. Try. There is like, I think, I think, um, like I said, I've only been to Linda twice or once, mostly because my mom took me, and my mom's mm-hmm. been kind of regularly because obviously the dad stuff that really opened yeah, up the proofs in the pudding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then her mom has since passed, and so she's okay. talked to her mm. and has some. Um, anyways, did she get some revelations from her mother? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, like, like, uh, she was a pretty stern woman and, um, really hard on her. So in her passing, she was able to say that she was proud of her and some things that she hadn't really had said in real life. Right, right. Oh, that's that's wild. And also, like, um, she was a nurse. Thanks for waiting till you die to (laughs) say you're proud of me. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, mom. Oh, no, um, I think she, she, she talked about never getting over the the you know she never remarried or anything right so she had a lot of a, 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 she held on to a lot of anger and bitterness throughout her life right and um was was mad that my mom didn't finish college and got married like that she got married at like nineteen right yeah and the, and my grandmother was like a really you know like wants to be a nurse and anesthesiologist and did I say that right anesthesiologist 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 that's the one Same I played thing. a nurse it's on fine. TV once it's we fine. fuck yeah. things up all the time here don't worry about it. Uh, but you know, so so things like that, like saying she was um, mad at her for you know not going to college, right. which she like knew of. But anyways, whatever, family stuff is fun. More important family things stuff. in college. Yeah, I'm pretty um, fascinated by that whole angel subject right now. Right. Yeah. So so um. Oh yeah, right. So the you... entity thing is like, I guess. So what happens at the end of the session, I guess, is that if there is an entity in you, which I guess the angels or the guides tell tell Linda, and. Mm-hmm. That there's an entity they need to get rid of, mm. so they'll, they'll they'll if it's okay, can she'll, she'll do a little prayer to guide the entity to the lat. Like they're not sure that they want to go to the lat or not. Mm. I'm saying that in a country right, 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 right. So um, so then uh, she'll like lay you on the table and and 
say a prayer over you, which I guess could be a spell, but whatever. So to be clear, we're not talking demons. We're talking people who have passed. Um, Correct. But I guess my mom said that that there is like more devil type malevolent entities, entities. Right. Which luckily haven't attached themselves to her ever, but they can. And those ones are harder to get rid of. Yeah. This does sound like the exorcist a little bit. Now that we talk about <laughs> it. I'm always, sometimes I'm worried that like, sometimes like my like, you know, old school imagination is like, I'm, I'm probably, it's probably just, I'm, I'm feeling run down. It's probably because I haven't slept uh, well, but what if it's a demon? Right. You know what I mean? Well, like sometimes I think right. about that stuff. She said that to me last night. She was like, you know, if I'm really tired or worn down or something, I think it's because there's an entity and I can't figure out why I'm so tired. I had it's. Mm. I also had this like really vivid dream a couple years ago that I can't shake. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show where I went into my bathroom and uh, I I turned. I was like had my shirt off and then um, I turned and looked in the mirror and I could see this gobliny creature that oh. was attached to my back. Like its hands were sunken into my shoulder blades, like mm. up to his wrists. And he had like huge eyes, and it was like the the that thing of like I got to get this monkey off my back, but it was like a goblin, goblinly like evil creature. And in the dream, I was like, oh, that's why I feel so shitty because this thing is like attached to me. And uh, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if it's still there. <laughs> that's it very, freaks me out. Was that around Halloween horror nights? No, no. This was <laughs> just like one night. I just had this really vivid, vivid dream about it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, if I see a visual, like, like that's why we were supposed to go to Halloween Horror Nights together, like this, uh, the VIP thing with right. Donalyn. Right. And I was like, I'm, Which I'm, I'm too. so scared of everything. And if I go to like Halloween Horror Nights for weeks, I will see those visuals constantly. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And part of me feels like if I, <laughs> if I just think happy thoughts, then then things will be more sunshine and rainbows. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. I think you're right about that. That's I don't know. True. I, you know, it sounds like you know, like uh, at least two of the three of us sitting here deal with some anxiety. You deal with some anxiety. It sounds like too. There's, there's four of us. I, I, I do anxiety too. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's there's a there's an extroverted anxiety. Like mm-hmm. people are like you don't seem like you have anxiety at all. I'm like, well, you know, when I get really chatty, that's because I'm anxious. Right. Well, it's so- great for a podcast. So don't worry. <laughs> we about try it. to keep our guests on. Edge. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those stories. They, we have. They a- locked me out for like 20 minutes before <laughs> I could even get into the show about the anxiety. Uh, we have a game we that's like wild. to play with our guests. Speaking of anxiety, oh no, it's rapid fire. <laughs> oh. You have. To, I'm going to go down a list of things, and you're going to say it's called bullshit or believe it. You're going to say bullshit if you don't believe it, or believe it if you're into it. Okay? Okay. Here we go. On your mark, mm. get set. Ah. Ghosts. Bullshit. UFOs. Uh, bullshit. Bigfoot. I don't... Oh, I'm so, I hate this game. <laughs> it's okay. I like ghosts. It's fun. Uh, what'd you say? Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Uh, believe it. Angels. Believe it, duh. Gnomes. Bullshit. Fairies. Bullshit. Unicorns. Bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Believe it. Little Gray Aliens. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Parallel universes. Oh, uh, bullshit. I'm so not. A, I don't Shapeshifters. know. Shapeshifters. Uh, bullshit. Mermaids. You're doing bullshit. great. Bullshit. Heaven. Believe it. Hell. I go back on the heaven one if I don't believe in hell. So both bullshit. I don't know. Dragons. Don't know. Dragons. Dragons. We're almost done. Dragons. This one's an easy one. Dragons. B- believe it. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I'm so confused. This is exactly yeah. why I'm yeah. sweating yeah. so much. You've answered this correctly exactly every one of my favorite. the wrong answer. Yeti. Screaming Yeti at you now. I don't know what it is. Okay, abominable snowman. Okay, bullshit. Elves. You believe it. ESP. ESP. Believe it. I'm sweating. You're so confused. We got like five left. ESP. Yo, I'm drenched. This game is. Destroying you. It's intense. We have to get through it. We have to. You're going to be better because of it. Okay, keep going. I'll cover my eyes. I think I'm like Chupacabra. Oh, that's the little um uh shirt. No. <laughs> Bullshit. Demons. Uh, believe it. Atlantis. Atlantis. Bullshit. We're getting real close. Life oh. on other planets. Oh, believe it. World no, peace. I don't know. <laughs> World peace. World peace. Uh, uh, oh my god. <laughs> World peace. Am I the worst? The best round of this game has ever been played. We win. Peace in the multiverse. Uh, what are you? <laughs> well done. Wait, round of applause. Yeah, well done. Oh well my done. god. How do you I, feel? Uh, oh, we oh. literally just started watching you melt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. This is exactly why when I tried to go to therapy, my therapist was like, uh, "I don't, I don't get you." <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're having a crisis of identity. <laughs> oh my god, I don't get you. I that legitimately am. Y'all can't That's see so it, but funny. I believe. But tr- but Tom, I'm sweating. Hear- <laughs> you're very sweaty. I'm so sorry. I should have stopped oh it, god. but I couldn't. No. It was too fun. Y'all were just staring at me laughing. Oh my uh, god. So you're not into UFOs or aliens at all? I don't know all. what I said just then. It's okay. <laughs> you blacked out a little you're bit. Um, I don't know. Uh, Do you want to talk about how you feel right now? <laughs> we can talk about that instead. So good. Did y'all just purposely start it? Make it yeah, it's a here? cooker. It's a, it's a, it's wow. a burner. Uh Here's the thing. I haven't, I, uh, you know, by default of thinking about sunshine and rainbows, you really don't dive deep into the rest of it. I think so you don't really know I what think you're thinking the about. Is this game was trying to pound down the sunshine door. <laughs> totally. Just like, keep the right. sunshine door open. Right. No, Close. I mean, right. one of my best friends um, has a science podcast, uh, Ologies. I don't know if y'all listen, but she's talks about alternate universes. Right. And it really freaks me out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm sweating. It's okay. Everything, as I was saying, everything, I felt like a walking contradiction. It's okay. <laughs> That's and then okay. I was like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in angel guys. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Who the fuck is this I think I, I, we, uh, get, we, get, we get the avenue that you're coming from, and yeah. it works. Oh it works. God. It's That's great. the point of the game. And also, I don't know. I just don't like... Uh, uh, what's it called? Is it, it's not ultimatum. It's old, not ultimates. But if it's like ultimate, ulti- one or the other, binary. <sighs> yeah, I yeah. just don't think we. I, I don't think we live in that. Yes. So, like to say you don't believe in a thing doesn't mean that someone else might, and that it might not actually well, so yes. have yes. things and truth behind. And that's why it. we're like mm, believe it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. It's, bullshit it's, is so strong. It is. Oh my god. I think I also don't say bullshit that often in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not, I mean, I say other more. words. Yeah. But like saying that's bullshit is like oh, it's too negative. Yeah. All right. My mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I mean, she's not. That's actually true. I love that. 
Well, take that a was... deep breath. Oh, Michael. And when we come back, oh, Lord. brace yourself for this week's story of high strangeness. Oh, goody. We'll Thank... be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I really do need a second. That Great. was awesome. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. That was so thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> I feel like I know you now. What? what you, tell me what you know about me. Uh, I'd I, like to know. I just love, uh, like you said, don't spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff. You know what I mean? Whereas I I'm, feel bad. I feel like I tortured you. But I, <laughs> it's fine. But it's it, good. And I got a lot of joy out of it. I did too. I really did too. I think I just meant to say I love you even more now. Oh, we're, we're, even now for, we're even now for all that rehearsal I had to go through. <laughs> I probably did weeks. sweat as much in that one minute than you did in all <laughs> two 12 weeks. weeks. Yeah. Two weeks, yeah. That was good. All right, Bryce, uh, it's time for High Strangeness. What did you bring in for the club this yes, week? Yes, it is. You know, so I was thinking a lot about our last week's story of High Strangeness in which a 16-year-old girl, Teresa Ann Beer, went into the Yosemite woods with a much older Russell Welch, only to have Russell return without Teresa telling the police that she was taken by a Bigfoot. It was a true crime story. A true crime. Our, kind of our first here on the um, BCC. He killed her. He killed her. It was pretty dark. It was. But, you know, whatever your thoughts are about the case. <laughs> it was. And I... <laughs> But yeah, it was. It was a dark story. And uh, George Norrie? Uh, no. And uh, whatever you have about that case, and I'm sure you have plenty, uh, I not wanting to besmirch the good name of Bigfoot, I wanted to represent a possible other side to the half-human, half-ape creature known as Sasquatch, a more gentler and even heroic side. On January 24th of this year, headlines worldwide reported on the strange disappearance and recovery of a three-year-old little boy named Casey Hathaway, who was found in the woods after having gone missing for two nights and three days in rural North Carolina. When rescuers found him relatively unscathed, Casey told his mom at the emergency room that he survived in the cold because his new friend, a bear, had watched over him. At a wooded residence in e Ernule, North Carolina, three-year-old Casey Hathaway was playing in the backyard of his great-grandmother's house when, with his sister and cousin when later the two girls came back inside without Casey. That's when things took a more serious turn. When asked where Casey was, the girl seemed unsure. One minute he was there, the next minute he was gone. That's when his family spent the next 45 minutes frantically looking for him before deciding to call 911. A search team of rescuers and law enforcement officials were assembled, including FBI, NCIS, U.S. Marine Corps, 
and hundreds of volunteers. Authorities employed helicopters, drones, and canine units, as well as divers also assessing nearby ponds. They spent three days combing the Craven County, North Carolina terrain. Their attention focused on 1,000 acres of the heavily wooded area around his great-grandma's house. The team was relentless in its efforts to find Casey. Facing heavy rain, wind, and temperatures at night that hovered around freezing. So much so, in fact, that at one point the, the search was halted due to poor weather conditions. All the while, bearing in mind, young Casey was experiencing the same hardships. Three days later, on Thursday, January 24th, a neighbor was walking her dog when she heard what she thought was some faint crying. So she called the cops and rescue teams were able to zero in on the boy's location. They followed his call 40 to 50 yards into the woods through water to find the little boy tangled in vines and thorns just a mere quarter mile away from his grandmother's house. Immediately transported to a local hospital, he was evaluated and treated for some minor scrapes and scratches. Casey is healthy, smiling, and talking. He said he hung out with a bear for two days. God sent him a friend to keep him safe, Casey's aunt Brianna Hathaway posted on Facebook on Thursday evening. Casey said he spent two days hanging out with a bear. A bear? For the record, bears hibernate in the cold months of winter. And as far as bears befriending a human, well, Chris Servine, a bear researcher at the University of Montana, had this to say. Wild bears aren't friends with people. (laughs) (laughs) You idiots. (laughs) I don't want to say he's not telling the truth. He obviously thinks he's seen things, and maybe he's got a teddy bear at home, but I've seen no evidence anything like that has ever happened. I don't want to cast aspirations on the child, but I think the little boy had a fantasy. The bear wouldn't feel sorry for him, thinking he's alone. That's ascribing human characteristics on wild animals, which is anthropomorphism. Sheriff Hughes, a North Carolina sheriff in charge of the search and rescue, knew time was running out, and he said Casey's survival is a miracle. The coldness, the wet, and just the terrain we were dealing with, this kid was looked after. Make no mistake about it, Hughes said. Also goes on to say, I don't know if it meant that he saw a bear. I don't know if that meant a bear embraced him or what it meant, adding, I thought it was a very cute story, and if that's what helped that child survive through this, you know what? I'm going to embrace that story that came from a three-year-old to his mom to us. He's like, also, we're off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to regale you with another story. I have this book, The Locals. This is a book called The Locals, written by Tom Powell, and it's a contemporary investigation of the Bigfoot Sasquatch phenomenon. Hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you a story which might have some parallels of the one that I just told you that happened recently. This is a story that took place on July 8th through 12th, 1989. On Friday, three-year-old Joseph Edwin Leffler disappeared from his mobile home on Squaw Creek Road, southeast of Estacada. He told his mother he was going fishing, play fishing, on shallow Fall Creek, only 200 feet from the house. The boy was lightly dressed, wore sneakers, and had with him two adult male, part dingo, part Australian shepherd dogs, Dan and Jack and a small white puppy. Harry Oaks, he's a tracking dog handler who represents the Mountain Wilderness Search Dogs, which is a volunteer nonprofit Oregon-based search and rescue unit, and his search group were called in to hunt for the lost boy. At about 6 p.m., Harry's dog Ranger 
Now remember, Harry is the uh, the search and rescue tracker. Harry's dog, Ranger, found tracks of the boy and his dogs a mile west of the boy's home, heading downstream through marshy ground on nearby Delft Creek. Harry and his partner thought somebody was playing a joke. <clears throat> Why? Well, because there was a series of barefoot, four-toed footprints of the boy's tracks, and the boy's tracks disappeared. They could see where something described as huge had been walking through the brush. Harry measured one track where there was a good imprint, not sliding at 27 inches by 10 inches with a five-foot stride. The track was a half-inch deep in the very hard ground. Weighing 125 pounds, Harry said he stomped on the ground with his boots and couldn't make a dent. Ranger, his dog, sniffed and ignored the Bigfoot tracks, hunting for the boys' tracks instead, which had mysteriously disappeared near a roadway. I've said it before. Because he was carrying them. <clears throat> exactly. Now, the 900... When you look back, and the Bigfoot tracks are the only ones there, that's when the Bigfoot was carrying you. Yes, sir. That's like God. That's right. That's absolutely right. Bigfoot's an angel helper. He's, yes, a forest angel guardian spirit. The 939th Air Force Reserve Aerospace Rescue and Recovery Group had two helicopters with infrared video cameras that were taping Harry's progress while crisscrossing the area in a search grid. Harry said, A report came in from somebody flying above. I won't say who. It gets too embarrassing. If you question the sheriff's office, they'll deny every bit of it. That their FLIR systems, which stands for Forward-Looking Infrared, was being used. And about that time, they noticed a huge object on the FLIR system, something they've never seen before. They wanted Harry to go check it out. Looking around the area, they did, they did find tracks again, the same huge size that they had seen near the creek earlier. Questioning the FLIR operator later, Harry said that the operator told him, I don't know, the thing was huge, upright, walking. No, that's physically impossible to be that big on the system. What do you think? At about that time, little Joey walked up to Judy McGill, one of the Mountain Wilderness search team members. Judy McGill. Judy McGill. It might be McGill, but I like McGill. One of the Mountain Wilderness search team members just before noon on Sunday in a wooded area near the base camp. He stretched out his arms and I picked him up. She said, Harry said, the fir his first comments beside that he was hungry. Now this was to KTU Channel 2 News on tape before anybody could talk to him was, a big hairy monster came and got him and the three dogs and kept him safe, fed him berries and showed him the boy where the creek was, showed me where the creek was. We slept in a mining cave, and when the helicopter came up, he, the monster, got scared and left, and he, Joey, took off too. Beyond that, Harry was not able to question the boy as he was immediately helicoptered off to the University Hospital in Portland, where he was checked and released about 7.30 p.m. that night. What happened to the dogs? Uh, they're probably back at the camp. Mm, you say that like a father who's I don't hiding know, something from me. <laughs> they went to a farm, Michael. They went to a farm. They were put down. There was no. Uh, what about no, the puppy? I'm gonna get to the puppies. There was no sign of hypothermia, and Harry said the dogs were credited with saving Joey's life by sleeping at night with the boy and keeping him warm. In fact, Channel <laughs> Two News reported the boy's story and showed the video of his arrival in camp, but prefaced the tape segment with, "The boy told a story the only way he could." with eyes rolling, implying an unbelievably tall tale. That was a cute hand on your hip. Thank you. I thought it was a very cute story. Always working. 
And if that's what happened to the child, to help him survive through this, you know what? I'm going to embrace that story that came from a three-year-old. Sound familiar, doesn't it? Well, throughout the centuries, in Native American as well as modern accounts, there have been a myriad of strange reports that regaled the experiences where Bigfoot intervened in a lost child's plight and helped him to survive. In the story of little Casey Hathaway, a toddler who survived for three days, two nights, in the, in the, uh, with nighttime temps in the teens and in pouring rain, it certainly makes one wonder, what kind of bear snuggles up with a kid? Well, I tell you what kind of bear. <laughs> a Bigfoot bear. <laughs> you know what? Maybe our guest cat can help us out by answering one of our most often undeniable questions. I was all, all was thinking, I was thinking of a glittery, cozy, big bear, different kind of bear. <laughs> so, Cat, I ask you. Oh, goodness. What the hell was that? What do you make of this story? Do you think that kid just survived on his own, made up this story about a bear? I mean, sure, I could believe that there's a little Sasquatch helping out young boys. <laughs> it just okay. seems like there's this big hairy man that hung out with three-year-old boys, <laughs> kept them warm and cozy. I think you're thinking of a different kind of bear. I know, that's why I was giggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but there's something, uh, I, I remember reading that story and... As as a well of a lot of yeah, other... we talked about this a few yeah we made a brief mention episodes back on yeah. the L files we made a mention of this yeah and you know I wasn't the only Bigfoot enthusiast to kind of look more into the details of this story for one <laughs> I mean the the temperatures at night had gone into the teens almost almost freezing and uh, I mean it's insane that that kid survived yeah. a yeah and awesome. Yeah, without a Miracle. doubt. And that's why I brought in the story. It has, it, it, thankfully, it has a happy ending. I wonder if you know. he... My first instinct to this is whether or not the kid was hallucinating mm. because of food and weather conditions and that, uh, like... I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I want to hear... I want an interview with the kid, not to put him in the hot seat, but just to get more information. What do the bear look like? If Can they show him, fo- like, drawings or mm-hmm. of Bigfoot? Because, like... I wonder, in my mind, for some reason, I tend to go to this kid encountering, like, almost like um, a cartoon or storybook bear that's, like, anthropomorphized. And it makes me wonder if, A, he was hallucinating, or if, B, what if there was some sort of interdimensional or spiritual like an angel or uh, Mm. some type of interdimensional entity that did help him and manifested itself as like a big friendly bear like a berenstein bear kind of thing Mm -hmm. maybe or it's a bigfoot yeah or the kid's hallucinating i don't know he didn't have footprints right no that was on the other story from 1989 no there were no footprints found on this one but you also, know, he was only a half a mile away. Yeah, That's what's so interesting weird. was that he was found literally about you know a quarter mile from his house, which which obviously means that the the, the search and rescue team, along with the hundreds, I heard I read somewhere yeah. there's around six hundred volunteers, must have covered that ground extensively. Now, when they asked the sheriff about it, he was just kind of like, "Well, the boy must have been mobile, and he was moving just ahead of our trackers and stuff like that," which doesn't make. It make any sense, sense at all. he was like wrapped up in the vines or whatever, right? Yeah, and so some people have posited that perhaps, you know, when when 
um, whatever made this crying sound to this walker, whether it was the the kid or something else, you know, had put this boy in the vine so that it would stay there and to be recovered. Yeah, he. Oh. I, I, I just thought about that too. It's like, well, if you're gonna drop a kid off and want him, like I'm a Bigfoot, and you're gonna drop a kid off, put him, put in him lines. in, the, put him in the sticker sticker bushes yeah. so he can't get out, so he stays yeah. put. Fake cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? What also is interesting about this is there. There's an author and researcher. His name is David Politis. He's an ex uh, police detective, and he's written a few books on Bigfoot, and also a series of books called Missing Four One One about the the mass numbers of people that go missing in national parks under strange circumstances. And one of the um, sort of parallels of the strange circumstances to a lot of his stories are that these people who do end up being found are they're usually found right near the place where they went missing. So, you know what I mean? They'll be gone for like a day or two or, you know, um, and the dogs will track their, their prints sometimes miles away and then just lose the, lose the track only to find the boy or the girl back where they originally started, you know, sort of unhurt phased, sort of like not really sure what was happening. Yeah. But and, and it just reminded me when I read this story, I was like, this is so strange. Does the boy did the boy do we know if the boy knew he was gone for that long or did the boy well, you know, I, I don't know anything. Did the boy about, have missing time? You I know don't. What I, mean? I don't know anything about that. I mean, when asked about that, you know, the sheriff asked, "Well, like, are we going to hear more on this? This boy describe, uh, you know, what happened?" And you know, the the detective, the sheriff said, "Well, obviously, he'll undergo psychological evaluation, but that won't be able to happen for at least a few weeks after. And even once that does, that won't be privy." Well, to, uh, we need these kids, like, and that kid from '89 is now old enough. If he remembers that, he should like we should find that guy. Yeah, and, and but you know, it, it also find out his story. I mean, you know, we're, we're we we never shy <laughs> away from too many. Um, Kind of like I, you know, I, I liked your high sort of what you were talking about, uh, his hallucination or, you know, it also even makes me wonder if this kid has ever even heard of Bigfoot's or or if you were if you were to compare a picture of Bigfoot to a bear, what he might say. Right, right. He like might it's associated most closely associated with the bear. But even if he was hallucinating, he he would have died from exposure. Well, that's the thing. That's I'm the not crazy part. I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, it doesn't. But even there's the dogs. There's the not, dogs. No, that's in the second. That was the oh story. my god, I'm so good at no, that's 1989. All right. <laughs> it was two stories. It's two yeah. stories. Yeah, it's all, it was, yeah, it's it all a little it all, confusing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, in that first one, um, the the dog tracks went missing too, and you know apparently that you know the the story I told you that took place in 1989 about little Jeffrey, you know the boy said that you know that big hairy monster took him to a cave, dogs and all, yeah, to uh, <clears throat> you know to withstand the storm. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, you know, there's just uh, there's a lot of mysterious circumstances surrounding this case, and you can either chalk it up to the boys imagine either a couple of three things. One, it's the boys' imagination. Two, there really was a bear who was not hibernating at the time yeah. who kept him warm by cuddling up, which seems most illogical. Or three, I mean, there's a lot of cute animal videos out there of, of bears being cute, or yeah. you know, True. animals that you think wouldn't get along getting along. Or three, it <laughs> was scientific take. It was a uh, with Michael. <laughs> it was a Bigfoot who shapeshift into a bear looking like creature, and uh, or yeah. it's a Bigfoot, or, or it's, it's a, a shapeshifter, or, or it's shape-shifter. a. Shape-shifter. But y'all know. think that Bigfoot's friendly? Yes, provoked. on this story he is. <laughs> but in general, you know, Bryce would like to think so. I would like to think so, but I mean, there's there's accounts on both sides. I mean, most 
most First Nations tribes in Native American lore, they, they're kind of split on the camp. But if if you had to weigh in, 70 percent would be like, you know, I hey, I think he's like, if you don't bother me, I'm not going to bother you pretty much. But they tell their they tell stories and stories are passed down that don't go into the woods alone. You know, Bigfoot takes children, you know, so, I mean, it's passed down through mythological tales on that side. I go back to Boogie Bigfoot, man. the big hairy man. But I always like, like to kids. believe yeah. I always like to believe him as sort of a, a, a guardian of the uh, of the natural edifices on this planet you know sort of a but you know who knows while the family admits they're not sure how accurate casey's version of events are it's not the first time such a tale has made headlines in 1888 the New York Times reported the disappearance. We're back of in two- high strangeness. Wait, hold on. Let me, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, no. I was just gonna end on a couple. Yeah. Uh, this is cool. Go. In 1888, the New York Times reported the disappearance of a two-year-old girl who was found in a deep valley, where she claimed she had slept by a bear that kept her warm at night. In 1955, two-year-old Ida Mae Curtis went missing in Katanai National Forest in Montana. She was located after enduring two days of pouring rain and explained that she had been cuddled and comforted by a bear during her time away. I think there's magic bears. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I'm like, well, that's interesting. There's a, you know, it's like there's more stories of these people being comforted by bears, which Chris Stevens said is bears don't befriend people, you know. That guy's, well, you know, little, recently went through a breakup, thinking clearly. thinking that they're their cubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, there is that theory that, you know, if bears don't feel threatened, they, you know, but. I don't know. Strange. Strange stuff. It's strange stuff. Another high strangeness for the books. Thank you, Bryce. You're welcome. I know you have to leave. We're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to Kat as well. Thank you so much, Kat, Thanks for, for coming on the what show. What a wonderful guest. What a joy you are. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Uh, where can people uh, f- follow you on social media? Is there anything up- coming up you'd like to plug? Oh yeah. I guess on the social meds, you know. Um I think I'm Kat M as in Marie Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly use Instagram. My Twitter is basically just my Instagram. Yeah. I should probably think of things to say and then um y'all check out the yes that's really a singing on the cw after the season finale like michael pitched you said april 4th it's april 4th i believe yeah um yeah we're really excited to see uh see that come yeah, to an end in a beautiful great. musically sung yeah. and danced kind awesome. of way officially done with crazy x i know well we're going to radio city so well that's see y'all in radio city maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. new york city new york city new york. but we're not filming any more episodes no i know that's so, a wrap thank you so much thanks for having me and uh we'll see you soon and we'll be right back well, that was a delightful visit from Catherine Burns. It really was. Hashtag Cat Burns. God, I've never <laughs> seen someone fall apart during Bigfoot or bullshit or believe it like that. She and actually got was, tears in my eyes. Just watch. That was amazing. Pretty great. Uh, <laughs> Bryce had to take off to go try to book a job. So it's just us for the little tiny wrap up collector's corner. Um, anything you're reading, watching that you're into right now? And I've been so busy in record land. What are you doing in record land? Well, we're, we're making Grace's album right now oh, cool. in the Grace studio. Mitchell, past guest. Yes. Um, we're also making the Spindrift record right now. Sweet, um, dude. Both of them are coming out this year. So it's just like full full board just doing that every day. Yeah. So that's kind of taken over. And then we got playing a cool festival this week um, out in Joshua Tree. Um, it's called this the- is mo- and last mm-hmm. week in March. So what? when is uh, when's the show? The, the last weekend in March. Okay, so March 29th, yes, I think, sir. 28th? March. Whatever well, that Saturday is, well, right? No, we're, we're actually playing Friday in Joshua Tree, and then Saturday we're playing in L.A. Uh, with this band that I really like called Black Mountain. Okay, that's um, the 30th. So Friday a- the 29th. Yes, yeah, so we're playing Friday the 29th at, in Joshua Tree and Saturday the 30th in L.A. And really looking forward to those. 
Um, yeah, so I've just I haven't been doing anything other than music and podcast yeah. lately. That's yeah. like my life. Yeah, I've been dancing and podcasting. Well, yeah, tell me about this. Uh, this- oh, the special comes out on April fourth. It's really fun. Uh, doing a lot of like Fosse, some jazz dancing, singing. You know, we're singing like a, a medley of hits from the past four seasons of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It was awesome. down at the Orpheum Theater Friday and Saturday night this, this past weekend, dude. Epic. Uh, and That's then they'll t- you theater. know they'll cut it together the best of the two nights, and it'll be wrapped up in one special. But it was great. We had like the lighting guy does the Emmy. One of the producers does a Super Bowl halftime shows. It was it looked fantastic. Like I'm really, really excited about it. And I think it'll be one of those things if you're a fan of the show, you'll be able to like once it's out on Netflix, you know, it's the it's technically the final episode, even though the final episode is episode 17. It'll of this season, it'll you know, it's one of those things you can just like throw on and have on while you're at home, and it's it's really really fun. It's kind of like having like the album, the live album, yeah. you know, show cool. of it, and it gives you a taste of what we do on the on the in the live shows when 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 they go on when we go on tour and stuff. Um, but this is the production value is much bigger, so it's, right. it's just really we're just all beat. Like we we're doing twelve hour rehearsal days for six days a week, you know. Yeah, back um, in the theater. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. back doing the theater thing um you also, reading anything cool anything, anything uh, watching, watching i'm still anything? in john keel land i've been reading strange creatures from outer space um i've got a stack of comic books that i'm trying to get at um i'm currently i'm happy because i finally tracked down the third issue of league of extraordinary gentlemen the tempest cool which is like the final series in the league of extraordinary gentlemen which is a which is a uh series that i've loved since the first inception it's gotten you know it got weird it's still weird yeah it's pretty much for hardcore fans now there's a lot like alan moore went from like i'm gonna have like victorian you know this cool team of victorian superheroes to like getting really into the 20th century and real obscure fiction and science fiction and then just like lots of like sex like he's really into there's like a phase where they're just like all they're doing is having sex it's like okay this is just straight up like highbrow porn now it's really weird i I recently reread the whole series to kind of prepare myself for this final one and it is like I don't know if it's good. I don't know if the later stuff in this is good, but I I love Kevin O'Neill's artwork, yeah. and I love those characters. And I'm you know I'm gonna I'm committed through through the end. So I'm excited about reading that. Sit to have time to sit down and read that um, the third and fourth issue, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm still I'm in my Twin Peaks. I just watched oh, the. Yeah. Uh, I started to fall asleep. I was so tired last night on the final episode of the original series. I'm going to go back. Oh, We're wow. dealing with the Black Lodge. Dude, I've been burning through it. I mean, that last episode is just a masterpiece. I've, I've got a. So I, I started to drift off and I was like, nope, got to come back yeah. to this. So I'm going to rewind and, and watch. I'm fucking loving that. I'm loving the Black Lodge stuff. I mean, I, can, I, I was telling, I was texting Bryce last week being like, dude, you have to watch this show. He really it's, does. Everything that we talk about on this show is in there. Mm-hmm. Project Blue Book, Alien Abductions, Interdimensional Entities. I am, uh, I'm, I'm excited too because not knowing where it goes, but like there's all these hints of, of like the dwarf being like, you'll see us again in 25 years. Yeah. And then the show came back in 25 years. So, so cool. I'm excited. I got to watch Firewalk with me and then I'm excited to see how the, uh, 
Showtime series, which I hear is crazy, how it picks up from how it continues the story. Yeah, um, I haven't seen the new one yet. Actually, I've dude. been kind of saving it. Oh, I'm trying dude. to get Grace all the way through the old one before oh, we watch it. Man, together. I love it. I I'm like, this is the show that I I, I didn't realize was missing from my life. But it's like it's awesome. I don't I, I, I don't I was like I, I understand how I missed it, but like. And I know that people have always, it's always been on people's radar. It's been on my radar. Um, but I'm like, oh, this is a big, this feels a big gap in my personality. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, at any point in my life, had I seen this, I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes so much, I'm like, yeah, of course. This is, it might be, like, if I, it might be my favorite show now. Just because I'm like, fuck, of course. Like, I should have been watching Twin Peaks. This is, like, so my personality. I, I love how into it you are because I really love that oh, show. Oh, man, and I, Lynch in I am in love with it. I love Dale Cooper. I love the whole thing. It is so good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still in the middle of that. And then, um, yeah, I'm hoping to, like, catch up on some of the reading that I've been needing to do for the show. I've just been so busy and so tired that like i'll read three pages and pass out that's i hear you um yeah and then uh so uh, plug wise uh final episode of crazy x april 4th uh adventure van is now available trade paperback i will be signing uh at uh on uh uh, WonderCon in anaheim on saturday uh march 30th between 1 and 2 p.m come there and then of course we have coming up in june june 1st our first live show at contact in the desert um we will have more information for you guys as that goes along um yeah i think that's kind of it i think we can say good night till till next week yeah good night good morning good. good afternoon we really need like a i need to figure out a good like exit line for this show and we're a year and a half in i should have a good like sign out other than kisses over on the patreon which is yeah just become an inside joke at this point yeah but the problem is with the paranormals is like there's there's so many cliches you know we could be like keep your eyes on the skies or something but it's like i mean we can do better yeah we'll figure it out we'll get there Uh, but yeah if you want more of the show please do check out our patreon feed the other side and um you'll get all that information in a moment but uh thank you guys thank you guys for listening Bye-bye. Look at the woods and see if we'll find a monster. Perfect. Nailed it. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. 
Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. 